0: Let's just spend a little time and just love God here for a minute. Let's let's, let's let it really sink down into our spirit and into our minds and hearts of who's what's available to us here this morning and who's available. Amen. At our fingertips. Amen. At our voice, the power and the kingdom that can be activated and released even upon this service here this morning into our hearts and our lives. Oh, Lord, we love you today. We worship you today. We know, God, that there's not any other kingdom, a man that's greater than your kingdom. No, no power of darkness or wickedness, no power of lust and sin that can stop the powers of your love and the powers of your presence. i our missed here this morning. We honor you today. We magnify and exalt you this morning. You're the author. You're the way maker. You're the door. You're the exit God of all things that would hinder us and keep us from worshiping. God, help us here this morning. Our countenance, God, we represent your presence. Our worship, God, would represent our faith and hope in you this morning to baptize this place to anoint this house God to anoint the Sunday school teachers anoint God this service with holy and divine presence speaking unto us and through us we give you all the glory we acknowledge you in all of our ways this is a reason we are here this morning Lord amen to feel your touch and let you have your way in your hearts our minds and our spirit all that's gathered in this house God we're depending on you we're crying out to you we we know, God, without wavering doubt this morning what a mighty thing you can do. Amen. Against cancer. Amen. Against sin. Against the powers of the enemy of our soul. Lord, we honor you and worship you with everything it is within us. The option of the Holy Ghost. The power of God. The blood of Christ. Lord, as we call on it, believing and trusting in you today. To mighty and wonderful things in this house. In the hearts and the souls that have gathered here this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we serve an awesome God today, and I'm gonna just take just a moment, if you don't mind. And Brother Randy, I'm gonna use you, if you don't mind. I didn't ask you, Amen. But God just gave it to me, so God's bigger than both of us. Brother Randy came up, and he'd mentioned this during a week a phone call how that cancer seems to have attacked his family and uh, many members of his family, and he's coming in and praying. And as we was praying with him, I felt this in the Holy Ghost. Uh, a man that how God's working through Brother Randy and Sister Debbie. He's given an avenue and an example for his family to follow if they're willing to hear it and willing to believe it because cancer is no big deal. God to heal but sometimes God's allow things to come even against our families to stir us up and sometimes it takes words like cancer and it takes reports that nothing else would move us and nothing else would stir us but yet watch God amen as he blesses sister Debbie and working amen through this process to leave an example of what really happens because none of the medical fields would have worked if it had not been prayer and calling on the one called Jesus Christ amen believing and trusting because it's the hand of God and the presence of God that's who we're representing upon this earth that's the example that we're walking into we are earthen vessels with a heavenly treasure leaving an example for others amen to follow the example because there's an alt eternity amen called heaven or hell and we're leading them to to heaven the house of God is the gateway to heaven and the exit door to hell and without a house of God I'm telling you you won't exit hell and you won't make heaven but if you'll make up in your mind we are the church of the living God Where the body? Where does the devil blown compared to the body? It doesn't blown in my heart. It doesn't blown in my mind. It doesn't blown in my spirit. It doesn't blow in my face. I know I focus on this good bit based on the last few years, countenance. I take you back to the first judge first encounter, the greatest pastor it ever was, and that was God. trying to Pastor Cain, And he questioned his countenance. Because your countenance, man says it all. And when you get bad reports, there's a countenance that says, oh no, but I got a God. I got a Savior. Amen. And can't just know more amen to him than he ain't grown toenail." now. Can't just no more to him, amen. Than a little simple headache. Can't just no more to him. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? Only the record books in heaven knows how often God had came, had healed catcher Amen. Even back, I know we say, well, we didn't have catcher We did 100 years. No, we didn't have actuary and technology. Amen. To acknowledge what we got. So they didn't have nowhere else to go. So you know what they done? They come to the house of God. And they come together. They bind together and obey the word of God. Because that was the resource. That's what this nation was built upon, the word of God. It wasn't built on a constitution of man. It was built on a constitution that was greater than man's constitution. And that's the word of God. And it's the word of God. And the Holy Ghost going to give. Get us out of here oh, yeah. nothing like it nothing like it thank you brother Rand for letting me well, I'm believing God I'm believing God God's gonna to work some things out for those that's willing to follow some examples anybody ready to be an example <laughs> praise God hallelujah we want to be an example of what God wants us to be and sometimes being that example is not an easy task but with God's help and walking in God's will Amen. You know what? We'll find a strength you can't find at no other place. That's what it's all about. Being a witness of Jesus Christ and his love and compassion and mercy. God bless you. Love you this morning. Good to see you. You may say it. Yes. Yes. Hold up. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Let's give that unto the Lord this morning. What a report! (laughs) Don't ever underestimate. Even Paul, Paul writes this. He said, I made mention of you in my prayers. Now, I don't think God wants us to live a life of just, you know, mention a few things and go on. I, sometimes I think we need to get in some intercession prayer and spend some time there. But watch this. There's times when you just mention them. It's all it took. You presented that name before the throne room of heaven. God said, boom, I'm doing it. <laughs> it's a done deal. Hallelujah. You know why? Because he's a loving God and a caring God. He knows it all. Thank you, Sister Anna, for that, that testimony this morning. My, my. Brother Randy. That's right. Amen. What a testimony. Praise God. (laughs) Who knows, that doctor may uh, say, you know what, there was some power that came from somewhere else. Maybe I ought to start pursuing that power, that love. We just know the name of that positive vibe. His name is Jesus. Amen. It's through the up to the power of the Holy Ghost. By the stripes he's laid on his back. We still believe in the supernatural. We're not looking for an excuse. We're not looking for thumbs on the x-ray. We're looking for God to show up and do what he can do. Praise God. Praise God. My, my. What a beautiful, beautiful setting this morning. Man, these great testimonies. Ignite our faith, man. Don't be depressed, man. you on the right side of the fence. Stay on it. Don't even be looking at the fence. Ain't, this ain't a time to backslide, honey. This is a time, amen, to get in. To get See, you're going to be weighed down either with the weights of the world or with Jesus Christ. Which one you going to choose? What you going to yoke up with? You're going to be yoked up with something. You can't get out of that. I'm about to decide. I'm going to take Jesus' His word. My yoke is easy. My burden is a light. It's a lot better to live for Jesus. Than the, way, the way of a transgressor is hard. The way of a transgressor is hard. The way of a transgressor is hard. But the way of life is Jesus Christ. Woo! Hmm. We got the best thing there is that's ever happened on the earth. I say we got the best thing that's ever happened on the earth. We got something to write and put it this joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. We ain't got something to be depressed about and down and, and Guess it. No, it's working. It's still working. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you this morning. Appreciate you. What a touch of God. We got a great lesson, don't we? we? got a powerful lesson, really. This connection that's taking place. Amen. We want to... Do what God wants us to here this morning. Appreciate our classes. Amen. It's good to see our guests. But Chris, good to see you. God bless you. Good to see you this morning. It's good to see others. House of God with us today. Dill, It's good to see you. are going to be praying for that grandmother. Not looking good for her. Well, it gets cancer. But you know what? We're praying for a miracle. A miracle in her life. Amen. Amen. We believe this. Good to see all of you. Brother, sister, y'all. God bless y'all. You made it home. (laughs) Amen. They've had a week of it. Praise God. Running and doing. And, man, I tell you what, it's been great, though. Uh, Had some powerful services. The youth heard some things and felt some things, experienced some things. I'm telling you, change them forever. Change them forever. Praise God. Some of the most powerful teaching and preaching. Man, I tell you what, Brother Patrick, man, I'm telling you, four days in a row. We could give him three or four hours every day amen i'm telling you he really he really ministered to the youth amen to all of us to all of us but i'm telling you what he had the heart of god the mind of god and their theme was to decide and he used that theme and he taught on it every single day in such a beautiful and powerful way amen and uh, my understanding they didn't get the first day recorded but but uh, supposedly got the last three so hopefully when they get it out we can purchase this and Pass it around. It'd be, I'm telling you, it will be worth hearing, amen, what this great man of God, amen, taught to those youth. And then all the nights were marvelous and great, and all the speakers, man, they just, they just outdone themselves, and we appreciate that so much. Glad to be a part of it. But it's good to be home, amen. It's good to be back, amen. You're just here and excited, amen, to see what God's going to do for us, amen, even here on this Sunday morning. Praise God. We're going to have service tonight. Got a little surprise for you. Brother Rouse called me yesterday coming in. He wants to come be with us tonight. So Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse is going to be with us tonight. Amen. As we get to celebrate Sister Moore's birthday afterwards. And they're going to come and minister to us. So we're just looking forward. Man, God's blessing us. And then Wednesday night, Brother Phillips is going to be with us. And then this coming Sunday at 11 o'clock, Bishop Odom's going to be with us. And man, I'm telling you, I'm just excited about living for Jesus. How about you? Praise God. There's not a better life than to live for Jesus. Praise God. If you like to feel good, pray on a regular basis. Get in the Holy Ghost. Nothing makes you feel better than the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's what everybody's looking for. If they just admit it, this is what they're looking for. This is the only thing you can fill up that void, just that darkness, that hopelessness that may get a hold of us. Hallelujah. But thank God for the moving of the Holy Ghost. I'm glad He breathed on me. How about you? Amen. Got a good lesson today, tying in to all the previous lessons. And... Uh, and I tell you what, it just kind of gets down to the foundation, uh, the roots of who and what we're supposed to be and the power of witnessing and, and doing the work for God in the world. Uh, we're living in a very chaotic world, a very wicked, dark world, a hopeless world. A lot of things that uh, this world had founded itself upon is slipping out from under it. And uh, they can't seem to find the answers there. That's uh, the stability, amen. You're not going to. It's, it's like the sand. When you build upon the sand, the floods are going to come. You're going to wash it out from under you. And you're going to destroy, destroy. And you and I know that the devil is out to destroy everyone that he possibly can. And this greatest destruction, amen, is our soul. Is to lose out of eternity. Lose our inheritance that Jesus Christ came to purchase and bought for each and every one of us. I'm glad, amen, that he tore down the petitions, the walls, the divisions. Amen. When he came, we learned some of that even last week. Whenever he was willing to visit, amen, Sikar and that, that well with that lady from the Samaritan lady, amen. And to, so, we're going to watch a lot of this tie up. Love your neighbor. How many of you loves your neighbor? Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, we're going to have a task here this morning. I can say, Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. To love everybody. To love everybody doesn't mean everything. Everybody agrees and everything but hey, let's don't start looking for loopholes. That's what we're prone to do. We don't have to be a lawyer to start looking for loopholes. That's the first thing a lawyer starts doing when he finds out the truth. Hey, Amen. Hey, I've heard them. I've heard them talk. I've heard them make statements and when they for certain clients and they want to know up front kind of you're guilty and even though they're guilty, well, I want to know that but I'm going to start looking for loopholes. Now that's the truth and sometimes they don't care how they go about getting them what type of witnesses they got to call on and how they have to kind of profile it and lay it out there because they're getting paid big money to get you out of it even though you're guilty praise God I'm glad Jesus Christ is our lawyer he's never lost a case when it was given to him when he was released into his hands I'm telling you regardless how guilty and we're all guilty (laughs) praise God but he's got a way amen it's not a loophole either but he's got a door He is that door. Amen. Praise God. And and so we're so thankful. Praise God to be a part of this. Love your neighbor. Uh, The lesson's big idea is I will love my neighbor. I will love my neighbor. Sometimes you've got to purpose that in your heart, and your mind, and spirit. And we're going to see in the lesson who is our neighbor. So it's not just that one. Amen, because sometimes we can get the spirit and attitude. No, nah, Jesus talking about them way out there. No, it's it's that one that is a neighbor. It's, it's that one that one's way out there. It's all of them. It's whoever we come in contact and whenever, whenever we have an opportunity. Amen. And, and the most important thing is to represent Jesus Christ as earthen vessels. And we're going to talk about that beginning, amen, of this lesson even today. Uh, If you really have been watching and and learning from these last four or five lessons, especially uh, again, over and over again, it's just as important, amen, as speaking in tongues with the evidence of having the Holy Ghost is living this overcoming life and presenting and portraying and demonstrating the nine fruits of the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that leads us, guides us, and helps us along the way. Since I said it this morning. Yo, pray that God will help me have the right words amen, to respond to this circumstance, this situation, in way that God would want us to. One thing that bothers me and worries me just a little bit is whenever we start agreeing with those that are depressed. Agreeing, amen, with those that now this is not the answer. Let's go over yonder. Let's try this. Let's do that. Amen. When, hey, the answer's here all the time. Amen. This is the answer. We just got to dig Again, and get a hold of it. Amen. And believe and trust in God. And let God work in our lives. But what a beautiful lesson we got here today. In Luke 10, 36 and 37. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. This is Jesus Christ asking the lawyer. And he said, the lawyer, uh, the scribe. Another, another writer called him the scribe. Amen. And so... He responds unto him and said, the scribe does to Jesus. He that what? Showeth mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. To show mercy. Right as Matthew said, he showed compassion. And so these work hand in hand and work together to show mercy and compassion upon that neighbor. Amen. As God helps us and guides us. Truth about God. God requires us to love our neighbors as our Selves. Now, that's a powerful statement. That's a powerful um, uh, responsibility. To love our neighbors. That, that, that's everybody. The closest neighbor you've got, if you're married this morning, is your spouse. Next falls in line your children. Man, especially if they're living at home. That's the closest neighbors you've got. Amen. Praise God. And then it it's moves from that to whoever you encounter and come involved. We're, we're going to watch this. It unfolds. As you, you go back to the lesson connection and what a beautiful story a true story a man that was given a man by the, the writer here this morning as he talks about going to bible college and going into class and how often you know he, he's not isolated about this situation how many how often not just in college classes but maybe at work and in other places even in a home church Amen. We, we find different ones that we want to connect with. And uh, the reason we want to connect with them is because they're the light of the party. They're the ones that has that personality. They're the ones that's got the right last name. That may have been in Pentecost for years. And immediately what follows that name, amen, is an obligation or responsibility. And uh, sometimes that weight can be so heavy upon them indiv- on the individuals so that we could even shipwreck the individual because we're expecting things from them that God didn't call them to be. But we want them to perform because grandpa done it, and daddy done it, and mama done it, grandma done it. And don't, get, don't take us wrong. Some of that happens, and some of that takes place. But I think we have to be careful, amen, in these areas to expect to, and try to push and propel people to go into places and areas that God never called them. God, God never calls, a man grandchildren into the gospel. He never calls them, amen, to preach the gospel. Because God don't have any grandchildren. All he's got is sons and daughters. Or you're not in the kingdom. And it's impossible to preach the kingdom and live the kingdom, amen, and walk in the kingdom if you haven't been born into it. Because it's impossible to live this life, amen, without the baptism of the Holy Ghost and being led by the Spirit of God. That clear voice, that still, small voice that's not an author confusion. Could that be the reason there's so much confusion even of our day and time among us? Amen. It's because we know God is not the author of confusion. Amen. So it's coming from somewhere else. It ought not be. I believe it's a certain amount of tolerance. I do. I do. But I believe it's our places. Amen. You finally get to the place that you cross the line. Amen. You go beyond that. And then then there's the, the fruits of that. But anyway, here we go. Neighbors, neighbors. We love our neighbors. Amen. And so he talks about how that there was a gentleman that was in their class. And uh, he knew him. He knew of him. He talks about him again with. And how that he even shared notes with him. And had a little bit of conversation with him. But he wasn't one of the guys, you know, that everybody wanted to join up with and hook up with. Uh, he, he wasn't that, that girl that had the right name. He wasn't that uh, that guy that was the singer. And he wasn't the other guy. That, amen that seemed to have the ability to play all the instruments and very athletical. And, you know, a man had that personality that everybody was just attracted to. And everybody wanted to, you know, and he had, he had purpose in his own mind, he said. Hey, these are the guys and, and uh, the, the, the young people that I want to connect with and be around as much as often. Amen. So I can be a part of this and called up, called up in this. Amen. But if you, if you watch the theme of our lessons, the last, last several lessons, it's those that's overlooked, but God never overlooks any. He sees a man, a man. It's the untouchable. It's those that nobody won't touch them. <laughs> We're not careful, even men of faith will walk by that one that's in the wheelchair. Real challenge. and, and I believe it is a challenge. Amen, I prayed this morning, God help us, both internal and external. They work hand in hand. They work together. If you listen to the nominal world, amen. they want to put it all on the inside and no fruits on the outside. No changing. That's the reason they can act like they do on Sunday and go to work and cuss you out on Monday and still claim to be saved Wednesday night prayer meeting without any repentance to you or to God. Well, (laughs) we're not interested. I'm not interested in that. I want to be a Christian. I want, to be, I want to be what God wants. I want us to be. Amen. So I want to love my neighbors. I want to, I want to love the unlovable. Because so thank God God loved the unlovable. That included me. He loved me while I was yet a sinner. Unrighteous. ungodly, heading in the wrong direction. But he loved me. And then I think how often he's loved me since then. When I failed so miserably. But it was that love that he had. As that father had for that prodigal son to make his way back. And, and so even here, as we, we watch this unfold, and you, you know the story how, amen, this young boy became, you know, within himself, you know, he, he becomes so depressed that he locked himself in his room. He locked himself in that room for months, a month or two, surviving off of just chips. And what he had, an old food that was in the refrigerator, finally to the point that even the professors were texting him and trying to get a hold of him. Finally, one of the professors comes to that place and he goes and knocks on his door. None of the students had ever texted him, had called him, made no contact with him. It's a dangerous thing. Now, hear me, listen to me just a minute. Whenever you start trying to isolate yourself, you allow pitfalls and the attack of enemy, the fiery darts, regardless of who and where they come from. One of the, the worst things you and I can do is start isolating ourselves. Now, if you isolate yourself, put yourself back for a little while to pray and, and spend time with God, that's one thing. But when that isolation is doing it, I want to separate myself from the church. I want to separate myself from family. I want to separate myself from anybody, a man that, that knows about this gospel and truth and things of that nature. But I'm to find me a cave. We watch it, even the man of God. Amen. And after a letter was written by, by Jezebel he isolated himself. He even got away from his own servant and made his servant stay and he went further, amen, and crawled up in a cave and it was God God, God's voice that got a hold of him and the move of God and he wasn't in the renting of the rocks and the fire but no, it was in that steel small voice of how often we can redeem ourselves if we just listen to that steel small voice sometime amen, that's beckoning in our hearts, our minds and spirit. Now you know you ought not be here. You know you shouldn't be doing that. How often our own conscience and when we come to the house of God amen and we just want to kind of want to sit back and when we start using excuses and we start and please don't take it wrong here. Just just hang with me. Uh, this has happened to me and that's happening. So that disqualifies most of the time. We're the ones that does most of the disqualifying. It's not the church. It's not the pastor. And it's not God. It's we do it ourselves a lot of times. We disqualify ourselves and when we start disqualifying ourselves we start doing things that, that will disqualify us. That will move on our behalf that, that the word of God disqualifies us. That God has to say uh, well I, 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 I'm, I'm back off. You got to repent now. You done stepped into an error. That's how the devil works. That's how the devil works in your heart and your mind and spirit. Amen. To try to get you into a place and try to get you into an error. But thank God that we got people hallelujah sensitive of the Holy Ghost and conscious to the spirit of God and saying you know what I'm going to knock on their doors and Jesus Christ gave us the prime example of the shepherd that was willing to leave the 99 and go and search out. Out that one, amen, that had failed to the wayside, that had wandered off or blundered off or whatever and I know if we're not careful we'll be like that lawyer, we'll be like that scribe immediately we'll start putting up well, well they ought not have done this and they ought not have done that thank God for his love his love now I'm going I'm I'm to tell you something that's really it's been in my mind, heart and spirit especially in the last month or two Because none of us in here has got enough money, enough resources that we can can change our world. But we can point to one that can. And there's the key, and that's the difference. When the world tries to demand from us things that we don't have, watch this. God don't even demand things from you that you don't have. Watch this. You watch this lesson. He even talks about that neighbor as opportunity allows itself. Because you and I can't witness to every neighbor in this community. I'm talking about single-handed. You don't have enough power, you don't have enough resources, or enough time. But with God helping us, we can witness to those that God leads us to. Guides us and helps us. And even Paul goes as far. Including Apollos. Which I think was probably the two most. Educated apostles. And disciples of their day. They would be the Nathaniel Wilsons of our day. the Bishop Larry Booker and Bishop Floyd Odom. And, okay. Hmm. But he even goes as far in saying hey. One plant. One waters, then he goes as far as saying, We're nothing. But God is the one that gives the increase. So, God takes our little and he can make much out of it, and that's the real key. You watch this lesson because I don't want to use that as a loophole of saying, Well, I don't have. Use what you got. Praise God. How many's ever, well, I'm, 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 I'm jumping on both sides of the fence real quick here this morning, ain't I? Uh, how many's ever said, well, you go to so-and-so. They got this and they got that and they can do that and there. And the whole time, God sent them to you. <laughs> and you want to give everybody else's money away. <laughs> you want to loan everybody else's car. I put a plane to us this morning. Yeah. Yeah, they got three, three and four or five bedrooms somebody's using. Yeah, go there. They'll put you up. Well, I heard. I hit a stomp right there. That's okay. That's okay. But the, the real key is, God, you help us. That, that uh, again, being led by that. So I'm going to focus on that for just a minute here. And, and you know how that after they hear the story, the, the dean comes in one early morning and he tells them, they got one that's departing from them that has had to, had to leave the class because he had become so depressed and isolated. Man, and now it smote his heart and he realized what had happened. And, and he knew, he said, he had, he had realized that, you know what? He hadn't even been in class for several weeks now. And I didn't even realize it, that he wasn't there. One that he had shared notes with. One, I took it to be sitting pretty close, possibly even in the back with him. And so, sometimes it's it's easier than you think to overlook someone, and watch this, and to be overlooked. Can I can I put a little green? You're out here, the youth's back yonder. Okay. Parents, you've got to help us. You've got to, you've got to start embedding into their minds and hearts and spirit that this is right and this is pleasing to God. And don't you box up God. The size of your youth doesn't really matter in one sense. You the one, by God's anointing and God's touching, can make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, we like the numbers, and it helps. I watched them this whole week. I watched them at almost 300 of them, as they would make their way to that front. Now, not all of them, but 90%. But how many of that percentage is going to go home and still have that same drive and passion to continue on when it's just one or two or three? But the love of God... And under the umption of the Holy Ghost. And man, they drove this home to him in the ministering and preaching to him. The, one of the, the key speakers at night, the last three nights, this is the life he's talking about. He said, I'm not a son of a preacher. He said, in fact, all my family. Now, he had some kin folks. He had a grandfather that put in a lot of time with him that was there the last night. Wes Jackson, if any of you know. a man's a distant cousin. As far as he, he told us, he said, the only preacher in his whole family. But he talked about a dad that was strung out even to this day on drugs. Brothers strung out. But you know what he done? He got him a prayer closet. He built a fellowship and a relationship with God. And he purposed in his own heart, mind, and spirit that we can do. So I need your help. When they start coming to you with stuff that's negative. And this is the reason why it's not happening. I'm telling you, you and God as an individual can make it happen. How many Davids you got? How many Moses you got? How many Noahs you got? How many Pauls have you got? Where was Moses called from? From the backside of a desert. Where was David pulled from? Amen. He was forgotten even by his own dad. Overlooked. Brought all the other brothers first. Even the man of God said, this is the one. But God doesn't. He wouldn't overlook that. So it's up to you and I as parents and as a pastor. And we're we going to work. Amen. We're going to work on children's church. We're going to work on some areas. Amen. We're going to do some things. Praise God. And, and, and we, want to, we want God in it, though. Now, I'm going I'm to be honest with you. I'm not still the biggest fan of putting them all in other places while we have church. That went over real good, but it didn't matter. It don't matter. If they're going to experience the power of God, they got to be out here where it's at. You can't just put them in nurseries and put them in other places and they just hear about it. No, they got to be involved in it. That's where the impact's at. Okay? And so, so and this is this tiny with a lesson, because this is what it's really all about. We're a witness of God's goodness and grace and mercy of delivering us and, and helping us. Amen. What's, what's probably one of the, and I don't, I'm not going to ask for a response here. But uh, what's probably one of the biggest things that we all struggle with, I don't care who you are, when you go to witness to somebody, when you go to help somebody, when you even try to help a neighbor whoever, uh, one of the biggest flags, if you're not careful, in the spirit that'll get a hold of us, I don't want to be rejected. And the very first thing we'll start doing, well, they probably won't don't want us to, and they, I don't want to bother them, and I don't know how many of you have called me, I don't want to bother you, or you're not bothering me calling me. I don't know where you got that idea, except from yourself and the devil, because the devil and your flesh don't want you to call. I just hit another stump, didn't I? I'm going to cut that tree down. And I'm going to pluck that stump up. That's what I'm here for. That's what God put me here for. That's what God anoints us for. I may not have the answer, but you know what? We can pray and get it. And you may not like the answer. <laughs> but if it's the Bible, if it's God, then there's nothing else I can do about it. But if we'll follow the answer and submit ourselves and yield ourselves and give ourselves. Amen. That's what the five-fold ministry is all about. Amen. To help us, to edify, to build up. I'm here to be built up. How about you? Amen. I I don't have all the answers. I do. It's Jesus. But you know what I'm saying when I say I don't have all the answers. (laughs) Amen. So sometimes we have to pray and seek, but we're going to do it together. One thing, I, one theme I picked up in the revival with Brother Rouse of the last, those three months, amen, finding God together, amen, because really, all said and done, I mean, we're going to do it together, we're going to bind together, and whenever you, as an individual, when you really start seeking God, but you, you can't stay there isolated, this is what happened, you shipwreck, God did not allow Elijah, even though he thought within his own mind and heart and spirit, he said, I'm all by myself, nobody else leaving for God, nobody loves wholeness, nobody loves you, God, I'm no better than my father." I'm ready to die. What God tell him? So, no man. I got thousands that hadn't bowed their knees, kissed the foot of Baal We got thousands out there, man. Some of you we've been going. We've been going to some count meetings here lately. Some places we've never went, and all of a sudden it's waking up to us, and we realize, man, there's a pile of good preachers out there. There's a pile of good preachers out there. This thing is not about doomed. We've got to get over that. The church is going to make it. The church is going to say, If I didn't believe this would get me out of here, I'd be looking for something else. But I know what this will do. This will get us out of here. It got us out of the ditches. It got us out of sin. And you know what's going to get us out of this world. And you know what? It's not about to go under. I tell you, there's going to be a resurrection. There's going to be a catching away. And I'm going to be a part of it. How about you? And you know what? This is a message. And this is a life that we've got to let our neighbors know. Because we're living in a very depressed time. A very time that's full of wickedness and full of... And, and really, you know what's caused a lot of that? Disobedience. Their, their idols are failing them. And thank God. Because sometimes it's those things that's got to fail them before they ever come to the realization. I need a God. I need a savior. My money's not gonna sob the deal. My education's not gonna sob the deal. My last name's not gonna sob the deal. These drugs has rent my life long enough. This alcohol life has rent my life long enough. I gotta find something that'll help me, and the answer is Jesus Christ and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And find a local assembly, amen, with people that are caring, love you, and reach out to you and lift up one another along this journey. And that's what we're placed here for. With the door. Amen. Something else has been ringing out. I'm going to preach this sometime probably. How do you spell exit? (laughs) J-E-S-U-S. That's how you spell it. If you want to get out of sin, J-E-S-U-S. You're going to get out of this world, J-E-S-U-S. That's the only way, buddy. There ain't no other way. Jesus Christ is the door. There is no other door. There's no other doctrine. There's no other name given. And so you and I, as we love our neighbors, even the unlovable, even those that offended and hurt us, but somehow by the love of God. And watch this. So that's where we want to start. Amen. I'm starting, okay? (laughs) Praise God. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. These are the instructions from Moses. Even though Moses had done receive the sentence of going to die and not be a part of the promised land. But he was sensitive enough and loved the people enough and God enough, amen, to give them instructions and guidance on how they can live and how they can overcome because they fixed to be introduced to some people and and their methods and ways of worshiping God and their gods and their idols. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you something. Nothing's been better than the church. Nothing's still better, amen, than the very foundation of this church and that foundation is very important and then the structure of the church. Hallelujah. The structure of the church should never change. Hallelujah. The, The foundation and the walls and the building. We may paint it, we may put new furniture inside, but the structure of the church, it's never going to be the powerful church of the church that God wants to the, the structure part of it, the foundation part of it. Amen. It's got to stay the same, and everybody's got to build and humble and give themselves unto that power to, to be the witness. So, so we got to love this. Deuteronomy 10 to 12 says, Now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God. To walk in all his ways. And to love him. And to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And with all thy soul. To love him. To fall in love with him. To to be able to display. To be able to manifest this love. There is a love that's got to get a hold of us. You and I have got to experience. How many of you believe that God loves you? (laughs) We believe that this morning. With all my faults and failures and shortcomings and inabilities, God loves me. God loves me. He he cares. He wants me to make this journey. He wants me to finish this course. He wants me probably worse than I do, amen, to tell me, uh, my servant, my servant, uh, amen, my servant, uh, am well pleased in you as my servant, Deuteronomy 30 and 6, notice how often in the letter of Deuteronomy that Moses addressed this. And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed. To love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, that has got to be that cutting away. I'm telling you, that's one of the biggest battles and struggles of the world that we're living in. Amen, the writer in the New Testament talks about not the world, neither the things of the world. Amen, the pull of the world. Amen, the things of this world. But my love is to God. My love, amen, is committed and dedicated with all my heart, with all my might, with all my soul. Hallelujah, when you really love somebody or something, amen, you're willing to make the sacrifice. You're willing to pay the price. You're willing to find that obedience, amen. That's the reason whenever we make the vows in marriage itself, and they vow themselves to one another and forsaken all others. You're the pick, man. You're the pick. Hallelujah. You know what? Hey, man, if if there's only one, you know, it wouldn't mean much. You know, there's only one lady left in the whole earth, and there's about a half a dozen men. (laughs) Hallelujah. And that man comes, oh, you're my baby, baby. You're my, I'm the only one. Ain't no other choice. That ain't a big deal, is it? That wouldn't impress you too much. But if there's thousands of them, and some of them may not look as well as you do, but some of them looks far better. <laughs> and he picks you anyway. Amen. You may not be as talented as somebody else and can't cook like grandma and grandma and uh, and mama and mama and everybody else. But you know what? I'm picking you. You're the one. Hey, I'm glad God seemed fit to pick me when I wasn't pickable. (laughs) Amen. When I didn't impress, but He seen something. You know what? The real key is the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. That's what's got to saturate us. That's what's got to baptize us. That's what you and I got to keep fresh every day in our life. Because it's by the power of this love that elevates us and and propels us, amen, to love others when they're unlovable. That's so what's got to help us. And so we want to make sure that we anchor this down first. Jesus answered and said, now listen, I'm going to cover this in Mark 12, Matthew 22, and Luke 10. All the gospels and writings of this situation. And I'm going to try to hurry, but at the same time. And Jesus answered him. The first and all the commandments because he was questioned, amen, by the scribe and by the lawyer here. Here's all the Lord, our God is one Lord. That's more powerful than what a lot of people. I know you hear it all the time. You read about it. You think about it. But I'm going to tell you something. It's very powerful. It is a must. There's no way around it. You can't let that grow weak at all. Amen. When that starts to become weak, guess what? Other things is going to start flooding in, and the devil's there. I'm telling you, he's posed and he's ready. Amen. At the moment, amen, that 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 love begins to to waver any at all, he's going to start trying to give you things. He's going to start trying to put things into your spirit and heart, and put things into your life by tempting you and trying you. Amen. To check and see where your love's at. And let me tell you something. That works the same way in the natural. Amen. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, you know that sweetheart that you married or that gentleman that you married. All of a sudden, whenever they start losing and I know life and I know what I here we go we're going to look for loopholes amen well this is going to happen that's going to, no no no, no. I, she's going to be the, the heart of my life she's going to be the love of my life we're going to grow old together amen we're going to fulfill visions and dreams and you watch this the love of God and the call of God and the purpose of God if we'll keep at the most important thing in our lives to achieve and accomplish that help weeds out that help weeds out a lot of the other immediately that helps keep a lot of it from ever sprouting up or getting a hold of us because we're doing this Not just for us and for our own family We're doing this as representations of Jesus Christ And the power of his love And the powers of his mercy Because we got some neighbors to win We got some neighbors Amen That that needs to experience this And see how the love of God Works in our lives (laughs) Amen So he goes on He talks He says I shall love the Lord thy God With all thy heart With all thy soul And thy mind And with all thy strength It's the first commandment The scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but He. Listen to the scribe. Even he acknowledged there's only one God. Don't ever underestimate the power of the revelation of one God. There's not a Trinity. There's not a half a dozen ways to go to heaven. I've heard all that. It's like going to New York. You can choose. We're not going to New York. We're going to heaven. There's only one door and one Bethel and one one church, one body. God's not confused. And He's not the author of confusion. So He's going to stay with what He's had written down. That's what He wants written down in our hearts and our minds and our spirit. Amen. And so we realize, amen, what needs to unfold, what needs to take place is the love of God. Hebrews 10 to 16 says, I will put my laws into their hearts and into their minds will I write them. Jeremiah 31, 33, 34 has prophesied about this 100 years before, talking about the covenant, the contract. Amen. With the house of Israel, that I will put my laws into their inward parts and write them into their hearts. and, And I'll be their God and they shall be my people. So why is all this so important? Because you and I can't love our neighbor without this love first. You and I cannot do it. It's this love, amen, that we experience and portray. Hallelujah. Amen. That If we'll get into this love and stay into it, it'll help us and energize us along the way. John put it this way in John 15, 12, and 13. And this is my commandment, that he love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. we got to be willing to lay down our lives. we got to be willing, amen, to bear the cross and run the race and fight the fight. Amen. That we got to be willing sometimes to go that extra mile. we got to be willing to get the coat with the coat. Amen. And I know a lot of times we want to put a lot of this on money and things of that nature. But really, there's times, amen, just lending an ear, an understanding ear. Not a judgmental ear, but an understanding ear. Just lending an ear and listening to them. And then, and then let God, the love of God, and, and persuade them. You know what? God still loves you. You can overcome this. You don't have to let this defeat you. You don't have to die in this cave. Amen. It was the love of God, amen, that reached into Jeremiah's circumstances situation and pulled him out of that cave and said, you know what your anointing days is not over with your call is not over with i know it's a troubled time and a troubled situation you're in but i'm here to tell you you three people you got to anoint and the gospel's got to carry on and the truth of god's got to carry on and so that's what you and i've got to do with the love of god that penetrates out of our hearts and penetrates out of our soul that's the reason it's important it's how we meet people hmm. well we live in a world today man There's no telling what form and shapes and types and styles humanity that we come in contact with but you remember we're going to see this man their neighbor their neighbor and could it be a lot of those are just looking for attention they're looking for something they're searching and they've, maybe they've, they've chosen some bad, bad avenues and roads and, and God sent them our way all of a sudden a hey man a little bump in the road a little nudge to get them back back in the right road back in the right direction Amen, to cry out, to know that, hey, there is a God that loves you. There's a God that's reaching for you. There's a God that cares about where you're at and what you're battling with and struggling with. Amen, and he wants to work on your behalf and help you along this journey. So, when you go to Matthew, the 19th chapter. I'm going to have to bypass the time, but I'm going to back up one thing. Now, well, let me me see. Watch this. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good Master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? That's what everybody's looking for. I want to do one good thing, get it over with, be done with, and then do what I want to do. (laughs) And if you listen to some of them out there, they've taught them that. Once saved, always saved. But that's not Bible. That's error. That's doctrine. It's an error. You can't follow the spirit of error and sin, and co- you can't serve two masters. Can't serve two loves. Huh. Well, I'll be a little blunt. How many of you wives are going to share with your husband with two or three others? How many of you husbands are going to share with your wife with two or three others? And you pay all the bills. <laughs> you buy that new car she wants every year. You make sure she's got a nice home with all the furnitures and the maid to keep it clean so she have time to do what she wants to do. Boy, well, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place here, Dan. Praise God. But love, love, true love would cause me to be committed Caused me to dedicate myself, caused me to reach a place and draw some lines. Hallelujah. That I'm not passing that line. Hallelujah. I'm not going in that area. I'm not giving time to that. Amen. No, because I'm committed to the love of God because He was committed to me and He went all the way. When it came to self-giving, Amen. He was willing to pray. He prayed in the fashion of form. Why? Because He loved me. He saw me way down the road. Amen. That somebody was going to respond to the message of the gospel and to the message of the cross and the power of it. Amen. It could pull me out. This is the love. So, this is type of love. You and I are going to show to our neighbors and help them along the way. And, and so as he, he goes on here and he says unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into, into life, keep the commandments. Keep. If you're going to enter in, there's some commandments. Got to be kept. Got to be kept. Got to be held on to. Both in public and private. He saith again, talking about the scribe, which Jesus said, watch this, do no murders, commit no adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and mother, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I'm to write it down? Make sure I'm saying it right. It's in Mark 19, 16 through 26. He put loving thy neighbor right in there with all these other commandments. Because we'll justify being angry with our neighbor. Well, at least I didn't kill him. But if you don't do something about the anger, you will. If not physically, spiritually. And you tell me which one. In the business we're in. So we're beginning to catch on to something. So the young man, watch this. The young man saith unto him, all these have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? I wonder why he asked that. I wonder why? I've kept all these. Huh. He says, "If I be perfect, perfect a lot of time means complete. If i be perfect, complete. Go and sell that that I have and give to the poor, and thou shall have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me." But the young man heard that saying. He went away sorrowful, and he said, huh, "Because he had great possessions." It's another reason why I brought that out. Sometimes if we're not careful, I didn't mention this to a certain degree, but sometimes we're not careful. We take what we have in our back pockets, what we have in our bank accounts, or what things of that nature to govern whether or not if we're going to respond to certain times at certain circumstances, situations. All right. Well, I'm fixing. I'm going to cross one of them lines, okay? I'm fixing to cross one of them lines of theology right here. There's a lot of people think, you know, if they, they don't, they don't check, go, go through my little checklist, I don't give them nothing. You know, sometimes we need to show the love of God when people don't even deserve it. That's the true love of God. They didn't match up with my little checklist. I know everybody's thinking about Money. But it's not always money. Sometimes just being kind. Just time of loving them, and you know. And I know a world's changed, and you can't just pick up everybody, and you can't do this. And you, I understand that to a certain degree. But again, now watch this. That's really so important to be led by the Holy Ghost. Because when the Holy Ghost tells you to do it, I don't care what they look like, I don't care how they're dressed. I don't care the color of their skin. I don't care what gender they are. When the Holy Ghost says it's do it, you just do it. And God take care of everything else. You just make sure you heal the Holy Ghost. Make sure it's about God and His Kingdom and not us. That is a key. Watch this. All the calls of God is not for self-elevation and self-glorification. All the calls of God. If you go to Paul's writings in Corinth and he talks about the body. He talks about the ministration. It's to edify the body. God never gave his church those gifts and operations of the spirit to destroy the body. Okay, I'm going to cross that line another line for you this morning. <laughs> Praise God, I'm stepping across them anyway, so I'm out there. Neither did he use them to judge the church. That's what the preacher, the pulpit, and the word of God's for. I can see it. <laughs> Your countenance. <it. laughs> Still the truth. Still the truth. Still the truth. So, that's the reason really that's so important as we watch some of this unfold and take place. And, and I'm going to try to hurry here. I've got two pages, and I know I, I didn't even have any turned in my Sunday school lesson. Go back and read it. I, I, time won't allow me. Uh, to all of that. So, 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 just, just, hang with me for just a few more minutes here. Romans thirteen and nine has taught us. He said, "For this, thou shalt not commit adultery." And we kind of hit on that. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandments, it is briefly comprehended in this saying. What's this? Any other commandments? Especially deals. But after that first one, which love the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. We got that one. Now watch the second one. Again, Paul's writings into the Romans as he addressed these things. And there's a strong possibility they held these in high priority. While well, they're treated, they're brothers, but watch this. But as you keep these, huh, and love thy neighbor. He writes about it, talks about it. He says, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Look up word ill does not harm. You know what? The scripture is a lot more powerful than we realize sometimes. It really, it really, it really crosses a T a lot of time and dots some eyes for us if we we'll listen to it. No ill toward my neighbor. Why is that so important? Paul goes on. He writes a little later. You know, he talks about say, be angry and sin not. Okay. Why am, I, why am I talking like this? Back up to Leviticus 19 and 18. Write that scripture down. I want you to go and read it for yourself. And make sure I'm not I'm not I'm not giving you a bunch of bull here. I mean, you remember a few weeks ago about the 19-year-old and then about the last week or two I come up here and told you why that 19-year-old done that? It was out of revenge. They'd say all the other they want to. He was mad and upset no matter how small or how big it was and how bad he'd been done wrong. He wanted revenge. Okay? Leviticus 19 and 18. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. That's a commandment from God. To love our neighbors no matter what. And if we don't, what begins to happen? We begin to grudge them and avenge them. And vengeance will rise. You know why this nation's in the turmoil she's in? Because people is wanting their rights, they're saying. They want to be avenged for all the wrong they've been done. And they're t- they bringing up stuff that's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And there's nothing but a trick of the enemy to destroy one another. And that's exactly what happens. And Now we're seeing why God. Jesus Christ, the apostles, ties these two together. In one place, the gospel writes, it talks about the words of Jesus Christ. It says, all the other commandments hangs on these two. Love of the Lord thy God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I, neighbor, as thyself. <laughs> Praise God. I of mean, you're thinking, Brother Moore, don't you ever go to another youth camp. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> no, this, this is here, folks. This is here. What we're talking about, loving the untouchable. We're talking about loving the overlooked. We're talking about reaching people that nobody ever thought about. But God did. But how he operates through us. We're the ones. Knock on that neighbor's door. The ones that can help assist. Galatians 5. Now, again, Paul's writings. Watch this. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but but by love serve one another. By love serve one another. Now, he's narrowing it down. He's bringing it to the brothers and and loving one another. For the law is fulfilled in one word, even of this Thou shalt love thy neighbor as Thyself, so if I'm to learn my love, my neighbors, and uh, man, I time's leading me up here, but uh, I'd love to go to James for just a few minutes, but, but I won't. But, but James called it the royal law, and just in case you want to go there, James 5 2 and 8 calls it the royal law, and then we could go to where James and John in Matthew 10. Amen, and we see here. Uh, again, after the dispute of where they was going to be and all this, Jesus responds unto it to a man uh, in that response in, in, in his writings here. When you go to Mark 10, and I won't have time to cover that, so I'm, gonna, I'm just drop it, in, and you can write it down and talk about it and read about it and study it out for yourself. Um, uh, again, you go back to Galatians, the next chapter, the sixth chapter. Paul's writing to us. He said, Be not weary in well-doing, for in due seasons you shall reap if you faint not. Amen. we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men not just the ones that we want to pick not the ones that's just been good to us but let's do good why don't grow weary in well doing uh, that's, that's um, you know we're living in a world that's not as easy said or, or it's easy said but not easily done amen because it seems like a lot of goodness a lot of time just gets trampled under your feet and misused and abused but God help us not to grow weary in well doing why because if we just won't grow weary and faint at it there's going to be a time amen that there's going to be a gathering in amen and you know what he says as we have there for opportunity, let us do good unto all men especially unto them who are the household of faith, let's do what we can to uplift one another, encourage one another and I know I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm not the big fan and you probably already know that I'm not the biggest God of flattering I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if I've got a flaw there you pray about it and God help me, I flatter y'all to death <laughs> if I'd help okay <laughs> praise God but I, I, I'm, I'm also, on the other hand, you know, if, if everything I do for God, I got to have whistles blowing in, I got to have trumpets blowing in, I got to have lights flashing, and you and you, this one's got to do this, and you and that one's got to do. Then why am I doing it? And who am I doing it for? That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say? Balance. We got to be balanced. Because watch this. It doesn't matter if none of us in here gives nobody else a credit. Don't take that wrong. But watch this. If you do it for God, God's going to bless you. God will wake up your neighbor and come and bless you. <laughs> God will move somebody they don't even know about it. Hey, hey, God impressed me to tell you. You've done an awesome job. You, you understand what I'm saying? There is a balance to this. Because we can't get so called up. Now, now watch this. You ain't going to like this. You ain't going to like this. You ain't going to like this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to tell it. Okay? Amen. Uh, uh, every time I'm on the phone with my wife, sometimes four or five times a day, I don't tell her I love her every time I get off of it. Because after a while, that's all it is. It don't mean nothing. It ain't pressure one bit. I knew it'd go over about like that, but it's still the truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I love ice cream, but I don't want it three days a week. Not three days a week. I need I- it seven days a week, but, but not-, not in every meal. Not all the time, and that's all we're going to eat. Again, balance, balance, balance. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just there's got to be some balance in that. Uh, okay? You know, I, I mean, just because I don't tell her I love her every time I get off the phone with her, she's not going to file a divorce. <laughs> I mean, I can tell her every time I get off the phone, I love you, baby, and they come home and slap her. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. There's a. There's a, there's a no. Uh, my actions, amen, could tell her that I love her more than just every time. And I'm, I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I am. Amen. the same way we're living for God. I can tell him I love him, I love him, and never keep his commandments, and never love my neighbor, and never lift up my brother, and care for them. But the real way I show that I love God is how I treat my brother, and how I treat my neighbor, and how I'm willing, amen, to, to take and love somebody that nobody else wants to love. Go and knock on somebody's door that nobody else is willing to knock on. Call on somebody and lift him up, because they're not part of the cake, they're not part of nothing, they've not... You know, they're just there. they just by there. But you know what? I'm going to go and lift him up. One thing I focused on from the youth count I stood back and watched. I hardly ever pushed my way up into the front of the crowd. Those sitting back here that look like dirt. Nobody else is praying for them. Nobody else is caring for them. They're sitting there with their hands. Doing. I crawl over chairs. I pushed chairs aside. That's who I went and for. I'm nothing but to God. If we can pray anointing on them, and a stirring in their hearts and a stirring in their mind, said, "Hey, look, you're not overlooked. Somebody's going to pray for you." I just wonder how many of them were sitting back there. I just wish somebody would come pray for me. I just wish. And most of the time, you know, we we want the speakers, you know, to come pray for. Me. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> somebody to prophesy over you. Somebody to do this. <laughs> But if none of that ever happens, I'm going to tell you something this morning. God loves you, and God cares about you, and God hears your cry. And when we cry out with earnestness and sincerity, guess what? God has stirred up from nobody. There's nobody from nowhere that you may not ever even heard of. Come walking by your way, amen, to give you a word and guidance and direction in life. (laughs) Come on, Jesus, he told us. He said... Even to the first season, Sadducees. It's not no big deal for you to love your own. The big deal is love them that they don't talk like you talk. They don't agree with you with everything you want to do. Boy, I felt that one. <laughs> they don't see everything like you see it. In fact, you know, they kind of like a thorn in the flesh. They don't hardly ever like your ideas. Oh, yeah. I'm butting some spirits here. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's still the truth. <laughs> okay, I'm on. You got to love me. <laughs> I'm your neighbor right now. You got to love me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And so as you watch this unfold, watch this. Uh, let's go to Luke 10. I don't know what time's up. And I got about probably 10 minutes here. Luke 10. Let's start. It's it's, it's part of the lesson. It's the text. Let's, let's look at it real quick and just watch how this unfolds and how it plays out and, and where you and I fall into this and where even the Lord fell into this. So, behold, a certain lawyer stood up. Now remember, that particular chapter and in Matthew 22, there's a time amen, a particular day, you could say in Jesus' time, where they was testing him, trying him, trying to ensnare him, trying to find a place that they could accuse him. Amen. And so they was attacking. In fact, if you go back and look at this, that certain lawyer was a Pharisee, but watch this. Amen. He had just quietened, Jesus Christ had just quietened the Sadducees they couldn't ask him no more questions, he had quietened them down he shut them down and now here some, some Pharisees had got together and some lawyers got together, now they're going to approach him said ah oh, you bunch of Sadducees, you couldn't do nothing with him, in fact but he got y'all straight on about that resurrection stuff didn't he if you know anything about the Bible you know I'm right Because the Sadducees didn't believe in resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. And that's what they just discussed. And Jesus said, shut them down. But now here comes the Pharisees. And here comes this certain lawyer. you got to understand something. To be a scribe or to be a lawyer. Amen. You knew knew the writings of the Torah. You knew the writings of Moses. You knew them. You could quote them. You knew them inside out. To be a part of that, that group. And so now, this certain lawyer... A man comes and he stood up and he tempted him, tempting Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? So that's the reason Jesus could approach him with those two questions. How is thou read the law? Because you've read it. You wouldn't hold the position and the place you've got without reading the law first and knowing what's in the law. How carest thou of the law? He answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy might. And watch this, and thy neighbours, myself, he got it right. The lawyer got it right. He said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, the lawyer, (laughs) just being a lawyer maybe just being somebody that said, you know what I'm looking for a loophole to excuse me why I'm not loving my neighbor why I'm not quite fulfilling because the topic is the neighbor and so <laughs> but he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus and who is my neighbor by the way because us Pharisees don't have no dealings with the Samaritans. They wouldn't even consider them as a neighbor. And so if we're not careful. We can sometimes build fence and walls and places. In. That's some of them untouchables. That's some of them that we just overlook. That some of them has got such a bad reputation that nobody come to the well when they're there. And so now the writer of our lesson is bringing us to loving our neighbors. And now the lawyer's questioning Jesus, just who is my neighbor? And so this is where we begin to pick up and begins to answer him and. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Notice, went down from Jerusalem. If you're any study on that trip, on that place, even to this day, it's very narrow. It's got cliffs. It was known as Red or the Road of Blood. It was known a place where the thieves would stay. Even at times, Roman soldiers would walk this road trying to help your guard, protect this particular road. And so easily, amen, we could have, even at this moment, said he got what he deserved because he knew better than go down that road, especially by himself. It'd be about like some of us saying, huh, one of you ladies, all right, one of us men, far as that go, going to Mobile with all the shootings they have, and you go down there at 9 or 10 or 11 o'clock and go to one of them isolated places, and, you know, you get, get messed up. You call mama or daddy or call whoever, and they can just say, well, you got what you deserve. You had no business being down there at that time. You, you better go down there. And that's true. But it doesn't stop the love of God. There's one thing my children can always, has always known. And, I'll, and I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm instructing my grandchildren on how the parents are going to like it, but I don't care what kind of trouble you get in, you can call me. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care where you at, what jail you thrown into. <laughs> you call. I'm coming. I'm coming. I don't know what I can do. I don't know how much I'm gonna do. Now I'm not gonna be the type of guy that's gonna walk in there and think everybody just shove it under the rug and excuse it. No, we're gonna pay the penalty. We'll face the judge and we'll whatever. Now that went over, that didn't go over too good, but I, I, I I'm not coming, amen, to let them just, you know, get be excused and no. That's not the reason. But I will come to make sure that the judgment system is right. Punishment, they are tame to the best of my ability. What resources have I had to sell my house <laughs> to make sure? I didn't say to get them out. They're guilty, they're guilty. Come on, I got God to back this up, folks. Even with Moses, when Moses stepped in and Tony totally blotted out, he said, but the guilty's going to have to steal. Okay? What's that to do? Well, just hang with me. So as he goes through, and he's, he's, he's dealing with this, and he talks about that, and, and he says, Say, whenever he went among thieves, because he's on this road to Jericho, which is a downward spiral, and fell among thieves and was stripped of his raiment, wounded and departed, leaving him. How dead was he? Half dead. He's got a 50% chance of overcoming this. You're going to need somebody to help him. Somebody come to his... And you know the story, you know how it went on, and how that, he said, by chance, there came therefore down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Now notice what he does, he uses the priests and the Levites, these are the two spiritual leaders of that day and time. If two individuals, in setting or representing a people, should have went over to help this gentleman, this was the two. If you wanted to be saved, if you wanted to be brought out, this is a guys. I'm sure that went over real well with the law lawyer being a Pharisee. Knowing the law. Knowing the priesthood. Knowing the Levites. Knowing who they were and what they stood for. Okay? I know I'm going a little slow, but just, just hang with me. Likewise, the Levite. Now, the priest didn't even bother to go over. I mean, he just seen something out of his, his real review over there. saying hmm. It looked like somebody in trouble, buddy. And he he just scooted over a little closer to this side of the road and kept going. Now the Levite done a little better. When he saw him, he at least went over and looked at him. He said, well my goodness, man, you're bleeding. You're in a you're in a foul shape. Boy, I hope somebody come help you. When's the last time you run into somebody that you knew good and well was spiritually messed up? And all of a sudden something smote at your heart. You're saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to witness to them. I'm going to do my best to pray for them. And God, if you'll give me an opportunity, I'm going to help them somehow, some way. That's a real key, folks. Spiritually sensitive to God. He's called upon us as witnesses of His love, of His power, of His ability to change their lives. But you know what? One of the biggest problems that you and I probably face is being rejected been rejected. I, I liked it to, uh, <laughs> Brother Wales, Brother Wales, he does he does good with the youth. And, you know, they have a banquet night Thursday nights and it's a pizza night and everybody's supposed to get a date. And uh, man about Tuesday night, he starts on it well Wednesday night. He had him, he said, Hey I man, y'all don't have a date. He said, man, look here. He said you just keep knocking. He said you go up to this and hey don't you know, just go to the next one. Just then go to the next one. Just don't give up. Said if you gotta stand at the door at the pizza night, they're coming in. You got a date, you got a date, you got a date. It's all paid in advance. So it's it's good. I mean, it ain't like you had to put out a lot of money. (laughs) Praise God. And so same way desiring to love your neighbors because we're finding out that our neighbors are both near and far. And you just never know. It could be a total stranger that you're going to get one visitation, one opportunity. But yet you can be the one like Paul talks about. You've just done a little planning or maybe just a little watering. And God will give the increase because he knows the journey of all of us. And how many different people he has used to impact lives to help that individual. So as you watch this unfold. He tells and he goes and we know. Now watch what he does. What does he use? But a certain Samaritan. A Samaritan. (laughs) The one that this lawyer would have never even spoke to. The one that the lawyer would have never had no business with. Is the one that Jesus uses to come. And you know the story. And so the good Samaritan is like. Jesus, he came. He came of the Father to save us, to pour in healing, to pour in love, to pay a price. And so this good Samaritan, he may not have had a lot. There's no need to be in a hurry. It's flooding outside. You can't leave anyway. You'll get wet. So just hang with me a few minutes. So you watch this. So now Jesus is that example in you and I. I mean, we could come up with all kinds of excuses that we don't have this. We don't. The Samaritan didn't do any of that. He makes his way over and immediately he takes what he's got. The oil, the wine. Watch it. Luke is the one that writes about that as the physician. Because almost every household had oil and wine as types of medicine in the household. From the poorest to the richest. They had that. So all it takes for you and I is to be, is to have the Holy Ghost. And maybe all we can quote is Acts 2.38, but that's enough. That's a start. That's a beginning. And so sure enough, he pours in what he's got. Now the other two guys are apparently too busy. And probably the Samaritan was the only one that was really headed somewhere to accomplish something. But he was willing to put the brakes on and take out time now and pour in. God always got time for each one of us. God's always got time to hear your prayers. When it's sincere and honest from the depths of your heart and your soul for a changed life and for a God answer, he's always got time. He'll never miss it. He's ready to heal. He's ready to bless. He's ready to pour his spirit into us. But you know what I want to be? I want to be a conduit. How about you? I don't want to be a bowl. I don't even want to be a pot. I want to be a conduit of his spirit flowing through me. Because this is how we minister to him. And so as he goes through this process, and you see what he's done. We see how God uses this Samaritan as a like unto us. Now watch him, what does He do? He takes him to the end. The end is likened unto the church. You bring him to the end. I mean, you remember a few weeks ago, a month or so ago now, I talked about how important it was that when we bring them to the house of God, that they can feel what? the love of God. The presence of God, the power of God. That's the reason it's so important for you and I to make sure we're keeping those commandments and walking in that spirit. And when we come through that prayer room, prayer room back counter, and get fired up, amen, and get connected, and, and amen, that it's it's flowing out of us. And when we walk in this place, the gifts of the spirit, the operation of God, the power of God, amen, we shouldn't, the house of God shouldn't be just, just to us. Amen, this is a place that I'm always going to be the one that's, that's in need, and I'm always the one that's going to need a touch, and I'm always, and I, I, I've not reached a place of grace graduating that. I don't have to put no effort into it. You don't graduate, amen, from this. I don't care how old you are or how young you are. Amen. It's never too early and it's never too late, amen, to get involved. Why? Because this is the house of God. This is the end. This is a place that we're going to come because this is a place where they can recover. This is a place where it takes, uh, and you know, even hospitals have special rooms. Uh, amen. You don't hardly ever see where they take, um, take them out of surges. Now, you got outpatients and they've changed a lot of it from way back. Um, but, amen, but if it's a major surge, if it's a life and death situation, amen, you know what? They always they don't take them straight back to the room. They take them to a place they call a recovery room, and there's limitations to that recovery room. But you know what? There's places, there's things in that recovery room. They got their own nurse, and that nurse is watching them, amen, 24 hours a day, if that's what it's going to take. They are watching all the monitors. They watching because they know just one little episode, uh-oh, one little whatever, they can lose that patient. They can lose it, especially after a few minutes or a few hours after surgery. And so they're in the recovery room. And so when you bring them here, that's what this all. He took him to a place. He took him to an end. And at that end, he. He was willing to give two, watch this, two pence. Two pence was two days of wages. Amen. He was willing to give and put in his hand. And he told the innkeeper, he said, don't charge him. Amen. When I come back through, and apparently, watch this, apparently the innkeeper, amen, knew this guy, knew that he was good at his word. And knew he'd fulfill what he said he would do. You know what? God will do it. You and I will do it. If there's anything more more neighborly we can do is make sure our neighbors know we're good at our word. We're good at our word. When we say we're going to do it, we're going to do it. If we don't, there's going to be really a God the reason why we didn't do it we can stand i know my times up way up what about it this morning church i mean you remember when they started the neighborhood watch Even around here, tried to up to a certain degree. And, and that still happens to a certain. How many of you watch for your neighbor? I've heard stories. I heard uh, there, there's some general that lives right up the road up here. And has got a, uh, a lady that lives. Anybody that comes down that road in a different automobile. call them, hey, so-and-so. This is difficult. They let them know. That's good. But you know What? Can I say this? But overall speaking. Neighbors don't watch out for neighbors like they used to. <laughs> In fact, some neighbors will help the neighbors <laughs> take what their neighbors just got. <laughs> so you know what we've done? We went with technology. And I'm for it. I'm not against it. So don't take that wrong. So we got, we put up Cameras. To watch our place. <laughs> I've had some come in that store. And tell me I had to put up cameras. to. I'm going to catch my neighbor. When they're coming. You know why we're having the, the violence. And the turmoil we're having. Vengeance. If you really read. And understand the lesson today you'll understand the problems we got. How many loves their neighbor? I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about in the nation of this country. There's certain people, if they move into certain neighborhoods, they'll burn their house down. That went over good, didn't it? <laughs> it's the truth. That's the world we're living. You got certain neighborhoods. If you and I drove down it, down it, (laughs) down it, you and I would be what? We'd be lucky if we come out of there. We got groups now. If you don't wear a certain hat in a certain way, the love for a neighbor. You know what? One thing that made the West. Successful, even as far apart as some of those neighbors were. When certain events happen, son, the neighbors come in. I know you think I'm a little crazy, but watch this. If a fire broke out in the town. <laughs> It didn't matter who you was. You could have been working in the salons or you could have been the, the pastor of the church. But everybody lying up for that bucket of water. Because we got to put the fire out. Because if we don't, and it didn't matter if it was the barn or the church house or the sheriff's office, it didn't make any difference what building was on fire. Everybody got involved. We got to put fire. Because it it'll burn the whole city down. We became neighbors. That happened to this nation just a few years ago. How many of remember 9-11? How many of you remember watching the Republicans and the Democrats getting out on the steps, amen, and singing some good old gospel songs all of a sudden? Because we was attacked from a foreign country. And they weren't sure just what was going to be the outcome. And they said, you know what, we better get together. We better quit fighting one another and bickering against one another. I can take you all the way to Nehemiah. I can take you to the Old Testament. When the enemy comes in, you're over here building this part of the wall and you're doing your thing. But when the enemy comes over here and the trumpet sounds, you drop all that and you come over here because this is where the enemy, at, and we're going to snuff them out. That's the same way it works in the church. When certain spirits attach the church, you and I've got to be sensitive enough. Saying, you know what? I'm going to come to the rescue. We may not see eye to eye to everything, but if we don't deal with this, it's going to destroy both of us. Even the Israelites, in their inheritance, they'd have to join together. Who's going to with me the fight against the Amalekites? Who's going to go again? They would come together and war. There needs to be a call for unity. From the preachers right on down. From the organizations right on down. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing and seeing a few little waves of it beginning to happen. Some of the big leaders coming to that realization that the spiritual warfare that we're in tonight or this morning and the power of the enemy that's warring against us We better come together. Because none of us can make it as an island. As an organization. As a church. As a family. Or as an individual. I need my brother. I need my sister. I need my neighbor. And they need me. If we can demonstrate that type of love. Tell what we I to come up front. Uh, we're going to pray and ask God to help us. How many wants to, wants to love the neighbor as the Word of God's taught us here this morning, and then to display that love, to show that love, as we gather here together, unite together, bonding together, a man to God's help, God's anointing, God's touch, strengthening us. We strengthen one another. We help. Whole, I mean, remember the message I preached. It's been years and years and years ago about up in the lakes, amen, where the new guy moved in, and he goes out there. He didn't like all those trees planted in his backyard. And,
1: and,
0: you know, and he goes out and starts cutting them down. He cuts down, you know, all of them, just leaves a few. And then all of a sudden, here comes them northerners, amen. And the next day, he gets up and goes out there, and all the rest of them just about are blown down. And so he calls up a guy that's, you know, expert on all this, and he tells him. He said, man, you got to understand, when you cut all them, and after a period of time, that root system, them roots died, he said, all them trees, their root system went down to that ground, and they twined together, hooked up together. And that's the only reason they could survive those northerners, those winds. It was like hurricanes hitting them. I said, but now that you cut, so what's that? We better be careful not to cut our neighbor down, because that may be the neighbor we need just down the road to hook up to, that'll close up the gap, that'll stand uh, that standing stand in the gap, that'll make up the head. Uh, we can have some differences. But you know what? We should never let them differences rob us of the love of God and the love for our neighbor. And they ought to be we ought to be, come on, Paul talks about it. Don't take your brother to the law. Don't take him to the court, not to this world. Why are we not wise enough and smart enough to have enough of the love of God in us, amen, to work it out among us? That's what he's talking about. He said, man, y'all gonna judge, judge angels one day. I'm telling you. It's got the answers. The answers are here for everybody. So we're gonna pray and ask God to help us right here, right here in this local assembly. Love our neighbors, love one another, amen. The way this book has, and you know what that'll do? First of all, first thing he's gonna do, is gonna put a bridle and a watchman because I don't wanna be a destroyer, I wanna be a helper. I wanna be a helper, I wanna be a lifter, amen. Be what God wants to be. Would you help me pray that this morning? God, we love you this morning and appreciate you. We thank you for the word of God. The word that we have heard in this house this morning. God, I thank you for every family and every individual that's in this house this morning. I pray the love of God, the love of Christ will penetrate every heart and soul and mind. You help us. You help us, God, to display that with our actions and deeds and conduct. Standing strong in the love of God. Standing strong in the powers of your compassion. Showing that compassion and standing for truth. And this truth, God, will lead us and guide us and direct us. Amen. To make us stronger, God. To impact our community. To impact those that are around us that's lost and undone that's looking God looking for the way of truth looking for the pathway looking for the door you help us God to be a witness unto them you help us to be a testimony of your love God by demonstrating that love unto them doing what we can with what resources and talents and ability that you placed inside each and every one of these vessels here today this church God would walk in your glory this church would walk in your love this church would be more determined it's ever been God to cling to one another, to love one another, to lift up one another, amen, to let the love of Christ and the love of God, amen, as the word of God's taught us, the love of God be a shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost, there's no greater love, there's no great demonstration, God, than we lay down our lives for our brothers and we laid down our lives for our neighbors, this is the love that would penetrate us, this is the love that would portray out of us as we give ourselves unto the word and to the Holy Ghost and to one another, to fight for one another, to believe for one another, a tool in one hand, a weapon in the other but we wouldn't let our brothers be overcome we wouldn't let our sisters to be overcome but we'd be determined with the love of God doing the work that would please you doing the work that would honor you do the work of God and become your workmanship we'd become your vineyard, we'd become your house that you could use God in the world, the time that we're living that's full of chaos, it's full of darkness it's full of bitterness and vengeance but we would show them the true path we'd be an example God to lead them unto you God, it's not us but unto you God that has the answers, and has the resources, the power and the ability to deliver and set free even in our community. We want to bind up the weapons that's formed against us. We want to bind up the enemy God and all of his snares. But loose the powers of heaven. Loose the powers of your word. lose the power of your anointing and your spirit and love upon every vessel in this house. Create a hunger in us. Create a thirst in us. Sure up God that which pleases you. That'll bring your will. That'll bring your purpose and your anointing freshly God upon each soul and heart here today. We're going to give you the glory for it. We're going to give you the praise for it this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's put our hands together. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Love you this morning. Appreciate you. It's good to see everybody. Brother Rouse will be with us tonight. Come expect a great move of God. Any way possible. 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock service time. Amen. God bless you. Love it. appreciate you.